0: Hello, frenzies. On today's episode, we are going to talk about why I haven't podcasted in over a year. It's going to be a juicy episode. I am going to share everything with you about the last school year, the last year of my life, why I took a step back from podcasting and even social media. Let's get into it. You're going to like it, especially if you've been a stressed out teacher, which I'm thinking maybe I have been maybe. Let's begin. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee-drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Frenzies, I'm back. You're back. We're back. We're back together again. This reunion feels good, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It's been over a year since I podcasted. I did not intend to be gone for over a year, but it happened, and I'm ready to share why. It's not one big event that happened, but a lot of little events that led up to this uh, departure from social media and podcasting, I had to take care of myself. And I think, you know, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And it's been a a unique time in history for teachers. And if you are a teacher out there listening, I know you know what I'm talking about. You know, I know, we know. (laughs) So, let's talk a little bit uh, about what's happened the last year or so. It's been actually, it's been a year and five months since I dropped my last episode. So, back then, I had just started teaching. back in real life, I was teaching fourth grade class. The year before I taught a fourth grade class at the same school, but it was mostly online. And truthfully, I love teaching online. I have social anxiety disorder. So teaching through a screen where I could just kind of sit with myself and be silly and goofy, I don't know why it really works for me. Online teaching works. I'm comfortable with the technology. I feel like I can reach people through a camera. It's less stress on me overall. I love teaching through video and online. So I I had a pretty good time. Like most people, hated teaching online. It was very stressful. I had the opposite. I had the opposite experience, and I do feel a little guilty saying that because I know so many people out there, they quit teaching over it. They hated it. It was not their cup of tea. It was a little different for me, and I think a lot of it is because of my social anxiety disorder. I get a lot of a lot of weird thoughts going through my head when I'm working around other people and adults. And it's less about the kids, really. I don't feel the social anxiety in front of kids, but I feel it pretty bad around other adults. Like I'm constantly worried about what people are thinking of me and are they sizing me up? And did I say something weird or strange? And are they going to be talking about me later? And I obsess over these thoughts. And I've I've dealt with this my whole life. It started when I was in high school. I was diagnosed in college, and teaching really helped me get out of my shell a little bit because I did have times in my twenties where I would isolate from from people for a good six months to a year. I would maybe only interact with a couple people, and I wouldn't leave the house much. And it, I, I've had struggles. So the whole pandemic and. Oh no, we have to stay home and isolate from people. Oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> I don't mean to make fun of it, but like for me, it was not that big of a challenge as and I feel so bad because I know so many people listening to this probably want to come and smack me in the face. <laughs> See, you're the reason I have social anxiety. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no smacking me in the face over this. But seriously, like I understand If you're at home right now thinking or you're in the car or you're cleaning or multitasking, doing whatever you do while you listen to podcasts and you're thinking whimsical teacher, you are bonkers. Well, I am a little whimsical and I am a little weird. (laughs) So I did like teaching from home and the pandemic, it wasn't a horrible, horrible time for me. I get along great with my husband. We love being home with each other all day and I just moved into a brand new house and i was in a brand new city and i felt i'm kind of a homebody i felt good it felt good for a while i also love traveling but i don't mind being home it's never it's never bothered me and it's just me it's just me so anyway i had an okay time teaching um but then coming back to school it was like i kind of it was kind of bad for me to be in a pandemic because this is something i've been fighting through my whole life is how to interact with other people and not let those interactions control my thoughts and moods. So going from being isolated and that being a really good thing that everyone's applauding... (laughs) Like, yeah, you're isolating. Good for you. And I'm just like, yeah, good for me. I mean, it'd be like if you found out your favorite food is going to make you lose tons of weight, right? And like, wow, you're looking great. Yeah, right. It's been so hard. I've just been eating my favorite food all day. (laughs) I mean, that's a little bit of how I felt during the pandemic. I was really bummed because I had started a social life. I was getting out a lot more. I was going on a, to a lot of teacher meetups and meetups with friends. And I was traveling and international traveling. I was having a lot of fun in 2019 and the months leading up to the pandemic. I was having a blast and I really had gotten out of my shell. And then the pandemic happened. I sort of slipped back into my old Ways of thinking is I had to. I had to. I had to do it for health reasons. But then it was also kind of, it's been mentally, it's been a challenge getting back out into the world with adults. Like I do struggle with it a lot. So anyway, going back to my school after working from home for almost a year, well, over a year, going back and Having to deal with adults and uh, co-workers, admin, parents, it was really a challenge for me. And I would like to point the finger of blame like, well, admin was really upsetting me or oh, I couldn't handle this aspect or that aspect. I don't know. I think it's kind of me a little bit, but I was miserable going back. Uh, because I honestly liked working from home, and all of the behavior challenges going back, they blindsided me a little bit. I wasn't expecting some of the the things that were happening to happen in a fourth grade classroom. And I had I had moved down here after teaching middle school, and middle school some shocking things happen. You see a lot of weird stuff, and kids are they're really pushing the boundaries, especially with their own sexuality and like sex jokes and stuff like that. It's just something that gets kind of pushed around in middle school. And I was seeing a lot of this middle school behavior in fourth grade. And it kind of eeked me out a little bit as I'm just not really comfortable handling those types of situations. One problem I was having is a lot of the kids were like moaning They were making moaning noises. And I know I'm not alone in this. I know a lot of other teachers went through this whole moaning thing. And I was even in some chats with people and we were trying to come up with like, why all of a sudden are the kids making porn noises while we're trying to teach math? Why is this happening? And we were thinking it's because they were left alone with their Chromebook devices all day or their iPads. And they had access to this kind of world of porn. And these things became sort of funny to them. Whereas maybe before the pandemic, they were a little more shielded from that type of stuff. And then just kind of being alone, you know, not socializing for so long, not used to other adults rules. It was really a hard adjustment for them too. So I'm not, I'm not, blaming the kids. I think it's just our society right now. Like parent, parents in general are glued to their phones and, and they're glued to technology and we've become sort of reliant on it for all of our entertainment needs. And I just think it's kind of created a different type of student that I didn't exactly know how to handle because some of those things made me really uncomfortable. And we can dive into why. I mean, I went to Catholic school and there is just a lot of shame and guilt around sexual things in general. So I don't want to I don't want to psychoanalyze myself here but it's just something that one reason I love teaching tweens is because they haven't really gotten to that point yet that hormonal stage. I mean, you know, there's little flares of it here and there. There's a little, you know, you know they test the waters, but for the most part they're really zany and fun and independent but they understand sarcasm. And there's so many things I love about tweens. And I wasn't feeling that. I wasn't feeling that love for them this last school year. So it wasn't just the noises, but overall, I was just seeing a lack of effort from the students. Like, I would give them a project and usually you get a range of students working on projects. You have like students that really enjoy doing projects and they put a lot of effort and work into the project. And then you have students that haven't really bought into it. You have students that have uh, disabilities and they maybe they can't really put that much into it because they truly don't understand or they're they're having some problems right and and you have people kind of in between all of those things I'm just kind of used to seeing this range of students and I just I wasn't seeing a range it was sort of like nobody was buying in to the projects nobody was putting full effort in and that was that was hard That was a little bit hard to deal with. Um, And I overall had a challenging class and I was really not clicking very well with the admin. Sometimes it happens and you can't like, you can't expect to get along with your bosses all the time. But in, in this instance, I was definitely not feeling them, not feeling the vibe they were putting out not feeling very happy with the situation and this sort of like resentment and anger. It just grew and grew and grew. And since I have social anxiety, it's really hard for me to confront people in real life. So I was, you know, I I was uh, writing a lot of things down and I was sending admin, you know, some, some emails that I felt were really worded well, and they were saying everything that I have trouble saying you know, face to face, but then I was still having to go in after I'd send these emails and explain myself face to face. And it was just, it was a nightmare. It was kind of a nightmare year, uh, really challenging behaviors. I had a student transferred the middle of the year that just changed everything, that had a lot of interesting um, issues going on. And you know, you you know what it's like, I probably I'm probably preaching to the choir here, right? Like, sometimes things happen to us as teachers that just feel really unfair. And you're like, why is this happening to me? And why is it happening right now? And I was feeling that pretty much all year. (laughs) And my team members were great. I loved my, my the two other fourth grade teachers on my team. I really liked them. I respected them. I felt like they provided a lot of relief from some of my stresses because when you're working alone all day with these kids and they're driving you up a wall and then admin seems kind of disapproving of, of you or things that you're doing, you need some sort of support. You need some support. You need people that understand that are in the same building that understand you. And I, I really came across a lot of very sweet teachers and I made a lot of, really sweet friends at the school. But it was, it was such a challenge. It was a challenge to get through the year. And I really struggled. And I guess one thing that kept me going is that the year before I had been studying to be a librarian and I got my K-12 library license, but I had gotten it in the middle of the school year. It was a January to December program. So I pretty much got that about a year ago and so that's a handy license to have i thought well if things aren't going so swell and the these upper grades fourth grade wasn't wasn't hitting hitting me the right way (laughs) oh it was hitting me but not the right way (laughs) fourth grade uh fourth grade at this particular school didn't feel like the right place for me I was starting to dread going to work. I thought about taking FMLA. I got approved for FMLA. And I was really close to taking it because I have a lot. I mean, I my first five or six years of teaching, I didn't take a day off. And all those sick days have followed me. So I have a pretty big buildup of sick days. And there's just, I don't know, it, it was a struggle. I remember hitting rock bottom around Valentine's Day. So about a year ago, just uh, it was a horrible, a horrible day at school, um, and the kids had just, yeah, despite trying to set systems in place and really, you know, being very diligent upon everything I was supposed to be doing. I mean, the kids sort of destroyed my room, and and uh, it's just, you know, you work yourself and work yourself and work yourself, and like you're kind of starting to think, when am I going to be enough? When is the work I'm putting in going to be enough for these kids and this situation? I mean, I was getting very, very angry where it's like I am jumping through all the hoops the admin wants me to jump through. I'm doing paperwork. I'm staying late every day. I'm coming in early. I'm making phone calls home at night to parents. I'm documenting, documenting, documenting. I'm sticking to everything they're suggesting and things are still not working. It was so hard. It was so hard. And I had so many days that I just broke down after school, just bawling because it was just so incredibly difficult. Just, I just felt like things were never really going right. And then on top of it, I just had a few really challenging parents, kind of like, I guess you'd call them helicopter parents that the littlest thing would happen And they would just really cause a wave, you know, they would, they would cause a wave and, and get upset over things. And it's hard to explain what even, you know, uh, I know we were, we had to have kids wearing masks and some of the kids, you know, their masks would slip down below their nose. And it would just stay there. You try to remind them, put it over their nose and they wouldn't. And I had parents complaining about that. Like I need to control these 30 kids and make sure they're all wearing their masks perfectly. It's an impossible situation to put one person through. It's just impossible. And these upper elementary classrooms have so many kids in them. It's so hard to control all of the kids, especially with these stringent rules, like having to wear a mask perfectly and disinfect this and keep this clean and stay six inches away. And I mean, it just... I feel like we were given an impossible job to do. And this is why there was a mass exodus of teachers. It was very, very hard. And I can't believe I survived. I can't believe I made it because I really hit rock bottom. And I think taking a little time off here and there when I needed it really helped. My teammates really helped. But it was it was definitely my most challenging year since my first year teaching. And I, I didn't know what I was doing that year. <laughs> I made a lot of really silly mistakes, but now, you know, it was 10, 11, 12 years later and I did know what I was doing and I was doing everything the way I should have done it. And it still wasn't working. It still wasn't working. It was so maddening. And I just decided that I was at the wrong place. I was at the wrong school and I had to find a way to, to move on and look for something new. And luckily. I mean, I, there's a million jobs to choose from in Las Vegas. So it's not like I would have had a problem finding another school. But what I really needed is a change of pace from being in the, in the classroom all day with the same group of kids. So that's why I was relieved that I had this library license to sort of fall back on. And I really, I really went back and forth with just leaving permanently, just leaving the classroom. I was a part of the the mass exodus thoughts, right? I was like, I just, I can't do this anymore. This is so frustrating. I'm literally working around the clock. I feel like I'm being treated poorly. I'm doing everything humanly possible to have a positive, warm, secure environment where kids are learning and nothing is working. nothing is working. So it was really, really challenging. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get on social media and talk about these things. And I couldn't, I just, I just felt, I felt kind of alone, but in a bad way. I know I opened this show saying, well, I didn't mind the pandemic because I was all alone, but I just felt, I felt like I I couldn't really open up to my frenzies. I could not open up to my frenzies with how bad things really were. And I, I did, I did open up to Counselor, and I did open up to my husband, but other than that, it was just a really, really difficult year but i'm i'm over it it's gone and that's what the joy of teaching is that every year changes and it's like 9 to 10 months if you can get through it you could move on to what's next for you and that is kind of cool compared to other jobs you don't just get to switch your environment every 9 to 10 months i guess unless you want to find a new job right but with teaching that's sort of you know that's what you can do you have that control and that ability to switch and that's what i did I moved to the library and I found a library really close to my house. And I thought I would uh, talk about that for just a smidge before we close this episode out. So I decided that one, I needed to leave the school I was at. Two, I wanted to find a school close to my house because I was thinking, really, I was thinking that it doesn't matter where I go. I'm probably going to have some issues because teaching is really hard right now. So it doesn't matter. There's no perfect school out there. There's no perfect situation. There's always going to be something that is going to be challenging or difficult because of how education is right now. It's just, it's going through a rough patch, a real rough patch. Maybe it's always been a rough patch, but I decided that I wanted to work in a library really close to home. So I would at least have the option of getting home quick, (laughs) not having a long commute, and I would be able to come home for lunch. I thought that might help things a little bit if I was having another challenging year. And so I found a library that was uh, 1.4 miles from my house or so. And I did great at the interview. They offered me the job on the spot. It was a little frustrating because I was still going through the process of getting the library license to show up on my, or the library endorsement to show up on my teaching license. There was a bit of a, a hang up for it to show up. For like, so when they looked at my license, they're not, they weren't seeing my library credential And that took a while to fix. And I was sort of in limbo for a month and a half, maybe two months. It was a little frustrating because I couldn't tell my current job that I had a new job until this credential was on my license because the new school couldn't officially hire me until they saw it. And I I did post all of this on social media because at this point I was kind of reaching a breaking point. I was like, if this does not happen, I am just, I'm going to lose my mind. (laughs) So I needed to get some support outside of my usual network. So I did share the whole story. And it's exciting to share when you have a job change on social media. So maybe if you follow my social media, maybe, maybe you remember me kind of going through this whole licensing process with the, with the state and having a lot of holdups on getting officially hired, but I did, it worked out. It's fine. (laughs) But for two months, I was a real little crabby pants because I didn't know what was going to happen. So that's kind of, that's kind of where, where I was last year and why I had some episodes planned out and I really did want to record, but everything coming out of my mouth was so negative and you could just, you could hear the pain in my voice and even retelling you this story. I'm I can hear, like bringing up those memories again. I'm, I can hear the pain. (laughs) I can hear the pain, and it's going to take me years to get over everything that happened last year. It's just going to take me a while to heal. I'm still in the healing process, and that's why I really had to take a step back, step back from the podcast, step back from social media because a lot of times when you put a, a sad story out or something that's negative. On social media, a few different, well, different things happen to you. One thing is that people kind of try to one-up you with an even worse story. And then that just makes you feel even worse because you're having empathy for other people but then you're also thinking that maybe you're a little crazy because your story isn't as bad as you think it is. And you start second guessing and questioning yourself. And maybe it's just me because of my social anxiety, right? Like putting my story out on social media, probably not the best idea when I'm feeling really vulnerable. And so I really had to watch my moods and I tracked my moods through an app to kind of see what I was feeling every day, just so I didn't lose myself completely. So I didn't really want to share all the little things that were happening to me because I didn't have a good control over my mood. And I was sort of scared at how 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 deep and how dark with this depression, this hole I was in, like how, how bad would it get? I was scared. And that's why I didn't share it. And I'm just happy to report that I feel Like things are on the bright side. I had a rough start to my new library career. Uh, It it has not been easy. I can't say that it was, um, I can't say that it's easier or less of a challenge than teaching last year, but there are some different elements in play now, and I'm able to manage these elements better. So I'm hoping to kind of give you an update on my library job in the next episode, and hopefully, you got something out of this if if nothing at all like if you've been feeling bad about your teaching career or you hit some low points the last couple of years you know that you're not alone this is happening to everyone teachers everywhere i mean that's why that's why i, I kind of don't like sharing these stories because it tends to pull others in that are also Um, going through miserable times and it's a lot to put on yourself to kind of deal with your own emotions and then read through these stories of other people's emotional trauma it just it kind of brings you down to this level where you know you feel like you're in a quicksand pit and you can't escape your emotions I, I, I get myself in some trouble when I get into that kind of that kind of thought process so I had to take a step back and just kind of okay, I need to start something new, I need to get out of the school, and eventually I will tell my story. And I did today. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, frenzies, take good care of yourself. And um, in the next episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about what my new library job is like, and some of the challenges that I faced. And like I said, I'm feeling a lot more positive, I'm feeling better, I'm feeling like, The things are sunny side up finally, but it's taken me a long time to get to this place. And if you're still kind of like struggling through the muck that is education right now and teaching, you're totally not alone. Like I think a lot of us are going through the same thing together. All right, frenzies. Tootally do. Till next time. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy (laughs) Jessica. Happy Jessica? What? Oh no, I don't know how to stop.